0: This podcast is brought to you by the Caesar Encyclopedia which is my own weekly email newsletter. It's the place where I share all the cool things that I've learned throughout my week with my friends around the world. I share the books, podcasts, and interesting people I find that help me enjoy life more. And as I travel the world, I also share my favorite adventure spots, the restaurants that blow my mind and how my view of the world has changed that week. The newsletter is completely free. It comes out only once a week and it's only available for those who sign up by email. You can sign up using the link in this episode's show notes or by using the link in my Instagram bio. Let's get learning. Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that runs experiments, explores new ways of thinking, and talks to the most interesting people that I've met in my life. Today, I am honored to have uh, one of my very good friends, Jesus Macias, who is also a serial entrepreneur originally from El Paso, Texas. He now lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, where he has founded two media companies, Max Cinema and MVP Media. He also founded a website building company called Website by Zeus and his latest venture is an e-commerce candy company called For You Feed. He also happens to be a guy that I've known since since middle school and um I don't think he knows this but he knows this but he's one of like my inspirations from the people around me. He's probably the person that I look up to the most. And on this podcast, you might have heard me talk about him when I mentioned the quote. I think I had a whole episode on this. When somebody told me, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah with Asus, and we were sitting down talking about entrepreneurship because he was already doing his Max Cinema company. And I told him, yeah, dude, I want to do something like that too. And uh, he kind of paused and he looked at me and he said, Caesar, nobody's going to do it for you. And, and and that was it. That's all he said. It was a little awkward. I didn't know what to respond to that because I mean, he was right. Nobody's going to do it for you. And um, it's weird because those words I've kept in the back of my mind, not even wanting to, it's just, they're kind of there. And I think about them often. Nobody's going to do it for you. So Jesus, welcome to the show, bro. Thank you so much for being an inspiration to me and for agreeing to come on, bro.
1: No, I'm. Thin. I'm so grateful to be here. I mean, I remember you talking about this podcast, so it feels cool to actually be a part of an episode. It's a, it's a vision that you brought to life. You know, like actually being here on an episode. And I'm not the first episode. There's, there's many episodes before me. So it just shows that that you're doing it for yourself.
0: Dude, thank you, thank you. I know I got all formal with the uh, introduction, but I just wanted to give you a proper intro. I want to give everyone a, pro- a proper intro. And um, hopefully, my hope is that with this podcast, a lot of people who were in your shoes and probably are in like a similar situation with similar goals could perhaps get some tools that they can use on their journey to make it easier, you know, and they can learn from you. They can learn from me. Um, I'd like to start with... Um, let's start with that quote of uh, nobody's going to do it for you. Um, I mean, I know that... Where did you, when did you realize nobody was going to do it for you? I
1: think I realized that no one was going to do it for me when I was in high school. So I remember I really did want to leave my city, not because I dislike my city. I love my city, but I just always wanted to, I guess, live a different life than I was living back then. I knew that that's not the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I've always believed in only taking advice from people you would trade lives with. And I didn't know anyone in my hometown that I would trade lives with. So what I wanted to do was I, I knew that I wanted to move out of town in order to grow and experience new things and just put myself out there. I didn't really know what my passion was. And I knew that the way to do that was to do as many things as possible and meet as many people as possible. And I wanted to leave my environment. And I shared that interest with, let say like 99% of the people I went to school with would always say that they were going to leave out of town, whether it was for work, college, to adventure, mm-hmm. everyone always said that they were going to travel and leave. But uh, I don't know why I've always like thought in like, kind of like a third person point of view. And I'm like, okay, we're all saying we're going to leave, but I'm actually leaving. Like yeah, no one's going to do it for you. And I realized the freedom that we were going to have, once we graduated high school, you know, we were forced to go to school. Um, Not forced, but we had to go to school. We had to graduate. There's a system in place, which is good, but we, we don't have freedom. We, we live at home. We're under the age of 18. We're not adults. And I think a lot of things always held me back, like whether it was parents or school or, or just things I wanted to do to get started on just finding my passion and things always held me back. And I realized Mm -hmm the freedom that we were going to have once we finished school. Like we could go anywhere we want. We could get any job we want. We could go to school if we wanted to. We we had that decision that we didn't have before. And I realized that it was going to be up to us individually to go ahead and take those actions where I had to go to school because my parents were telling me I had to go. There's the government tells you you have to go. And I realized that once I had that freedom to make my own choices, I was going to have to make them. And it goes for everybody. Like a lot of people say they want to do things. And once you graduate high school or you finish with that phase in your life, you have to realize that no one's going to do it for you. You and your college, no one's making you to go to college. Like, of course you have parents that want you to do things, but you went to college out of town and no one's going to wake you up in the morning where in high school, if I didn't wake up, my mom would make sure I woke up to go to school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you you take that into your life. I think that's something that that's the strength that we have growing up is for those of us who do have good parents or a good family members, someone that takes care of us, they kind of keep you in line. And when you're able to just graduate and leave or and make those decisions for yourself, no one's going to do it for you. My mom, wasn't going to push me to leave out of town. She wasn't going to buy my plane tickets. She wasn't going to look for a job for me. She wasn't going to go start a company for me. It's things that you have to do on your own. And I realized, I think I never let anything stop me back because I was just waiting for that freedom to be able to take my own decisions. And I think, I think that's huge. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize that, And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is, is you struggle because you go to college and you realize that a lot of teachers don't care the way they do in high school. They're not after Mm -hmm. you. They're not, I mean, I don't have that college experience. I just know from a few friends and from my younger sister that that's the way it is. But you need to do things on your own. Like you wanted to start this podcast. You have to go research and, and buy microphones and there's no class. There's no, there's no teacher after you or parent after you your mom's not after you trying to get you to start this podcast. Cause truth <laughs> is like, no one cares. No one does care. And it's, it's what I realized I had to do is like, yeah, I have to do this for myself. Like this is my life. And I think it was just cause I knew I had that freedom and I was waiting for it. I never really focused on doing things. I think I was just ready to take action. You know, I was kind of like a slingshot. Like I just felt like I had all these ideas and it was just pulling me back and pulling me back. Cause I was, I couldn't do them. And, Once I graduated, I was like, here I go, like I can do things now. And I started just taking action, you know, without hesitating, without thinking, which I mean, I think is the best thing I ever did was just start doing things without even thinking about them. Because if you think about things too much, you start holding back.
0: Wow, dude. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) I'm so happy I had you on the podcast, dude, because this is like what it was talking to you. (laughs) I enjoy talking to you because... You're so right, but so many questions, bro. So many questions. Um maybe a smaller one that I want to begin with that I want to dig in, into a little is like you said that you realized all these things, were there any books that you read or people that you saw online that helped you make these realizations that you were like, "Oh, I just I just have to just go." Or was it just well, kind of uh, an intuitive thing? Like I think you knew already.
1: I wasn't always like that cuz I remember not being good at sports, not because I didn't, I wasn't like my physical abilities, I think are great naturally, but I just, I didn't have that mentality where I thought I could get better at things or do things. I I really didn't have that drive in me. Um, I think it was just out of a form out of like, at first it was me being rebellious in a good way. Like I was being rebellious because I didn't want to go to school and I didn't like school. Like I, um, I wasn't, so smart i would say in middle school but i remember that changing in high school i remember not wanting to go to the high school that all my friends were going to because i think i was just being like in a way rebellious like like, oh i don't want to go there because everyone's going there like i didn't like doing what everybody else was doing yeah um and in order for me to go a different school i had to be in advanced programs and get better grades and i was able to apply myself and I applied myself, I got the good grades, I went to a different school. And I think once I did that, I realized, hey, like, I I could do anything I want to, like, I was failing classes. And I went to getting the best grades and passing an advanced exam and getting into a high school with an advanced uh, classes, because I decided that's not what I wanted. And I think when I realized that, when I really wanted to do something I could make myself do it. And I applied that to the gym. I remember being super skinny.
2: Yeah.
1: I applied that to the gym. I, I gained muscle. I, I got the body I wanted in high school at least. And it just like, I don't know. It was amazing to me. It was like, Holy crap. Like if I really do make a plan and apply it, I can, I can do it. I saw that with the school that I went to, I saw that with my fitness goals and then I realized that I didn't want to go to college. I wouldn't say, at the time, if I had a mentor, I think I would have been way better off now just because I think looking back at it, I really didn't have anyone to guide me. I was just kind of experimenting, like selling merchandise and just doing things, but not really having a plan, which is good in a way. But I think where it clicked for me was just kind of like a little bit rebellious, wanting to do my own thing and being able to like, If people told me, oh, you can't go to this school because you need better grades. And it's like, oh, I can get them if I if I want them. Like, it's just I think it was a form of me being rebellious. And the the first person I think that I really learned from was when I was in high school. I never read a book. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, and it, it sounds ridiculous to say, but I never read a book my entire life that being middle school, that being high school, I never did my summer readings. I just, I couldn't get myself to do it. And when I don't see something bring me value, I feel like it's so hard for my, for me to get to do it. And I never read a book. And I remember, um, seeing online this recommendation of this book that like changes life. And it was the think and grow rich book. Hmm. And there was this entrepreneur and he made videos and I really like I liked his videos I had never seen anything like it And I remember him saying if you guys want to get rich you need to read books and it really threw me off I was like it just completely threw me off where i'm like, what do you mean? We have to read books if we want to get rich Like I was so against the school system that I was like this doesn't make sense. Like how is this guy? Saying you got to read books to get rich and I remember buying that book, thinking and Grow Rich, and I remember reading it and it completely changed my perspective on books. And I just had never read a book like that. I, I had always been recommended like your science book or your English book, your history book, yeah, uh, all the long story books that your teacher gives you in English class, which I'm, there's nothing wrong with them, but I just saw no value in reading a made up story or reading about some history lesson. I just... It didn't interest me, and I had no—I saw no value in it. And when I read a book that kind of like dealt with mindset and dealt with making money, and and it was more of the self improvement page, I had no idea that books like this existed. To be honest, and I just got addicted to reading after reading that book. And in a way, I felt mad at myself, thinking, "Holy crap! Like I could have been reading this whole time. I just it was introduced to me in the wrong way, Mm -hmm. and I think that I took his advice more seriously because that's someone that I would trade lives with, right? Like if you have someone unsuccessful in what you think is success, tell you what you have to do to be successful. You're not going to take them so serious. Mm. So I think those were two turning points in my life. It's when I just, it was me out of like being rebellious and me hearing about this book and reading it. And. I mean, I'm still trying to figure this out. I don't, I don't think about it too much, but I do come from like entrepreneurship parents and they're immigrants. So I think just seeing them work hard and and you know buy things and achieve things through through our family and over time, I think I know that has something to play into it. But as far as I know, um, I think that's that's pretty much it. That's those are like three things I could say that did impact have an impact on my mind.
0: That's crazy, man. That's because I remember. I mean, I, you're piecing a lot of things together for me because I was there in high school when you all of a sudden we were we were going to the same high school and then you just left, and I was like, um, I didn't think too much right. about it. I was like, oh, Jesus is just going to another high school. That's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had no idea that you had this mentality early, so early on that you wanted to go away from everybody that you knew, which later on in college I discovered is such a powerful thing. You know, you go away from what everybody right. you know and you you a lot of other doors open up and also in high school when we would still hang out, I remember going to your house one time and, and, um, you said that you were being hold back, held back and you couldn't do a lot of projects, but you still ended up doing a lot of stuff. Right. I remember your rap career that started in right. in high school. And and I remember you reading a book on like lyrics and stuff. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and so you were doing projects cause you were selling merch for, uh, the red nation, <laughs> uh, which was dope. And I was like, whoa, this guy's really going after it. And then, but you talk about this thing of not thinking a lot. Um, this is super interesting to me because I think in the past, one of the, my downfalls has been thinking too much. And um, what do you, how did you stop thinking, but at the same time, not make mistakes, not make or, or not make like very bad mistakes? <laughs> Not, not, not about, do do you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I made a million mistakes to be honest. And I still do. I think I make at least one a day, which is progress, you know, it's what keeps me going forward. But I just think I, I never cared what people thought about me. Um, and looking back at it now, I can say that, but back then I think I just, I didn't even think about that. I just, in general, I don't think I ever cared what people thought about me just because it goes back to, I think that got planted on early on in me where I don't, I think a lot of people care too much what other people think about them. And when I was in in high school, I I started this like music thing and I was, I was making music and I was making beats and I was selling clothing and, and it's just things that I, I did because I did them for myself. I wanted to learn. I didn't do them because I thought I was going to become a millionaire or rich or famous or anything like that, that was never the goal, which I think it should have been the goal. Mm -hmm. But I was really just doing things out of experiment. I remember I was really into video games. And I remember thinking, if I sell my video games, I can buy the equipment I need to make music. And the time that I'm playing video games, I can make music. And I've kind of traded video games for music. And doing that, I was just so expressive with it. Like I remember handing out CDs at school and handing out hoodies and shirts at school. Yeah. And I'm looking back at it. I know there were a lot of people who like hated on it. Like they, they made fun of me. They, they hated on it. But at the moment, since I just was so zoned in and focused on what I was doing, no one's opinion would phase me. I w I wouldn't even hear them. I wouldn't even see them. Like people could have been talking bad about me in my own classroom next to me. And because of like how much I live in my head and how much I think about what my plan is and that I need to execute it. I never, it never came into my head. I never heard it. And I think it it never stopped me from, from anything. Like I I did so many things in, in high school. I remember like selling hoodies and making music and, going to concerts and performing. And at one time I, I, I sold different electronics and phone cases and I I wasn't doing this thing to like make money. Like, of course it it makes you money, but I was just trying to experiment. I remember selling candy and chips and, and all that stuff. And it's just things I did because I was experimenting. And I, I think I, I mean those, I made mistakes throughout that. And now like no one even remembers. I think you're one of the few that remember maybe people do remember but i just i everything i do now in in business is is stuff that i did in high school so it's when i left high school i knew how to build websites i knew how to make merch i I knew how to sell i i knew how to create online stores i knew how to make videos i knew how to make music i knew how to do all those things for me doing all those things in high school and i did mess up a lot like i lost a lot of money in high school and I mean, that's money that I would have spent anyways. I mm-hmm. I never went out to parties or or really like hung out with friends at at clubs or yeah. anything like that. Just because I was like so focused on what I was doing and I had a few friends that would tag along and, and help me out and they'd make merch with me. And I just found that way more exciting. And I think it's way easier to like I think people make bigger mistakes when you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Where it's like hmm. the worst mistake I could possibly make is lose a little bit of money and have people at school think I'm a loser, which it really never crossed my head. Which I think is it's a strength that I had. But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I did it all in in high school. I made music. I made merch. I I made. I don't even remember what I did, but. I still have a lot of these websites like on draft and sometimes I run into them and I'm like, oh wow, I didn't even remember doing this. But um (laughs) it's just what I found exciting. Like it's it's what excited me at the time and it's it's really what I did for fun. And yeah, I can't say that I didn't make mistakes. Like I think yeah, I don't think none of them were mistakes though. I think it was just learning curves. Like there's people that made fun of me in high school for making music and making merch and websites that are now paying thousands of dollars to go to college to learn this stuff it's like man they used to make fun of me and i learned it for free and i was able I to make a business out of it but the point here is, is i think just not caring what other people think about you
0: dude I, I think that is such a big for me that's such a big thing that you're saying because it makes so much sense I mean, when you were doing your music career, I just thought one, I thought it was so brave. That's why I remember it. Cause I was like, dude, this guy doesn't give a fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> this guy's out there rapping. Yeah. He's out there. You were, you were selling CDs. You were like really unfazed about anything and you were making music videos. And, and I was like, whoa. And damn, man, I can't, this mentality thing that you had is truly a strength. I remember a conversation. I remember a lot of things. <laughs> I remember a conversation you and I had in middle school, bro, <laughs> in the locker room where I was like, dude, I want, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Um, you, you were like, how are you going to do that? And I was like, I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to go, um, uh, start a business and you laughed at me and you're like, dude, you don't need to go to college. And then I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. he's like, no, my dad does that. My dad, my dad has like two houses and he like rents <laughs> it out. And that left me like, what? <laughs> like it made me, Yeah, I, I never, for me that I, the only path I saw to entrepreneurship was college and then, um, then, then, then build your business, which I, is why I think it's important to read. Cause I didn't even know about books either, like self-help books back then. It wasn't until college. And, and I was just never online a lot looking for these v- videos that you, that you found, but That's not too. I'm just, I'm impressed by your strength. That's so crazy, bro. I want to talk a little bit about your decision. So your decision to not go to college was for you a very easy one. When did you? Um,
1: It was easy for me because I, I've never been a rebellious kid. And I think that just gave me the power to like, be able to make my own choices where I'm like, I know inside, I'm not doing anything wrong. So I'm going to go do it regardless of like what anybody thinks. And that kind of took a role. Like, obviously I I wanted to be a good person to that point. But even if like my mom, that something was weird that I was doing, whether it was a business or something, I know they've, they've always been so supportive, but if they thought something I was doing was weird, I was still going to do it. If I truly did believe in it and I decided not to go to college, um, I have, I really don't like the school system. I I don't think it's like a wrong choice not to go. I know very successful entrepreneurs that believe in going to college and mm-hmm. that's because of their experience and what they did. And I have a mentor that's a, a millionaire and he believes in college and we always have this debate. And I love having this debate with people just because I truly do believe that the school system is broken. And it's something that I think eventually I want to get into like working on and and even like improving because it's something that I'm so passionate about just because I felt like it wasted so much of my time. And it's funny, but I tell, Mm. um, I tell my girlfriend all the time. I'm like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to sue the school system one day. And she graduated college and I was super proud of her and my sister's going to college. And I I think she's going for the right reasons, but I, I feel like high school wasted my time. Like it, I went to college readiness classes, and that's actually what made me decide not to go to college, which is funny. Um, Why? (laughs) I remember being in advanced college classes, and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to start my own business, Mm -hmm. and I got into college readiness classes. I was getting ready to fill out applications for scholarships, and I was trying to get a full ride, and I was looking at different... I remember looking at universities in California and in New York, and... I think that was for like two weeks. For two weeks, I was really in love with the idea of going to college where I'm like, okay, this is my way of leaving the city and going out of town and meeting a bunch of people. And two weeks into my college readiness classes, um, they started showing us the campus and all these great things and the pricing. And, and then I started like learning about, I forgot what they're called technical colleges Yeah, where you kind of just go for a few months and you get your certification and, yeah. I kind of looked at that idea and I'm like, okay, like this makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you just go to college for six months, like a fraction of the price and get like the certification you're going to get anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked at that and I'm like, okay, I get it. Right. You're playing, you're paying for this experience. And then they started telling us that we're going to have to take like these classes and these classes, and you're going to have to take, like, I remember going at the university of El Paso and yeah, thinking like, they showed us like, oh, look, this is a class where you learn about rocks and it's the study of the rock and you have to take this. It's a real thing. like It's a real thing. And I'm sure there's people out there that would love to learn that, but they were telling me that I was going to have to choose one of these electives in order to go ahead and get into business. And once I looked into that, like, holy crap, if I got to go to college to learn about business, but first I'm going to have to take this history class and then I am have to take a science class and then I'm going to have to take this and you're paying thousands of dollars for each class. I was yeah. like, man, I'd rather go start my own business with all this money than start paying all this other crap. Like I just saw it as, as crap, to be honest, I saw yeah. it as like, why am I going to go take these other classes? And when I started looking t- into college and, and all that, I'm, I don't want to hate on it. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think that it's great for a lot of people. I think if you're going to be successful, you're going to be successful whether you go to college or not. But I just saw it as high school all over again. I'm like, holy crap. Like I've been waiting so long to get out of high school and I'm about to sign up for this again. But now we have to pay for it. And I just saw it as such a waste of time. And I think just reading these entrepreneurship books and and learning that you could do things on your own. And then like, man, I don't know. There's just like so Mm -hmm. much hate I could get into with like, there's classes that people take that paid like, I started looking into film schools cause it's, it's what I was interested in. And I remember looking at thousand dollar courses mm-hmm. when you had a guy on YouTube teaching it for free. And that just started like all that stuff started like making me mad where I'm like, yo, this is such a waste of time. Like I remember going to community college in El Paso during high school, because I was trying to get my credits in order to go ahead and just like finish things quicker and get an advancement in life. And when I realized that these classes that I was taking were English classes and history classes, I'm like, when am I going to learn the business side of things? Like, when are we going to start learning this stuff? I took business classes. I took advanced business classes in my high school. And when I graduated high school, I had no idea how to file taxes. I had no idea how to form an LLC. I had no idea how to do all these like basic requirements that you need in order to start a business. And I made this choice where I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to go to college. And it was so easy for me to make, because I was like, you know what, if I'm not going to go to college, the way for me to prove this to myself is to go cancel my applications, to not turn in my scholarship papers. And I I knew that me doing that was going to assure me that I was, I was kind of sure of that decision. So I remember going up to my counselor and saying, Hey, I, I, I'm not going to turn any of this in. I'm not writing these papers. And, he was shocked. He was pretty upset, but I think I had a good counselor, and, and he told me that I didn't have to do it if I didn't want to. And I think I I started like I started realizing so many things. I remember my high school telling me that we had to take our I think it was an SAT test or some sort of test in order to graduate, mm-hmm. and that was a lie. That was a lie because I was like I had all my credits since I had gotten in advanced classes. I could have graduated high school early, but my mom wouldn't let me. And they told me that I was going to have to take an SAT test to graduate. And I looked into the school book. I looked into the requirements. You don't need to take an SAT test to graduate high school. Like you don't. So I went up to my counselor and I told him, I'm like, hey, I don't have to take this. Like you guys are saying we have to take it. Yeah. And he told me that we didn't have to take it, that we did, he didn't want anyone. He didn't want me telling anyone that he told me that. But that I was going to have to sign papers and that my mom would have to sign some papers that I am not accepting help from the school in order to help me go to college. And I remember from one day to another, I dropped all my advanced classes. I dropped all my college credit readiness classes. I dropped out of all of them from one day to another. I remember it was like, I think we needed one more, like half a year to uh, graduate high school. I dropped everything just to let myself know like, Hey, you're going to do this. You're going to jump and you're not going to go to college. And I remember my, my parents weren't so happy about it, but it's, it's what I wanted to do. And I decided to make that choice. I didn't show up to my testing and I stopped showing up to all my classes because at the time I was just so mad where I'm like, Hey, if I could graduate now, but everybody, I felt like everybody wanted to waste my time with all these test and stuff and yeah and things that i didn't i didn't need it just it wasn't logical to me like i was kind of mad too at my business classes yeah we, all we had learned is vocabulary and it's like <laughs> i don't know man i wish that, that, i wish i could i feel i feel like i should have gone to a business college just so i could sue them
0: <laughs> that's, uh, i mean that's crazy the awareness that you had um wow man that's i think uh yeah wow that's, that's pretty crazy that you were thinking all these, those things. Um, I think that's such an advanced way to think, you know, that I had to, the only I learned in college, which is right. awesome. What was your next step? You weren't going to go to college. So what did you decide to do? What am I doing? What, what is, you got to get out of the city. You know, you wanted to get out of the right. city. So what, what was your way out?
1: Right. So I actually remember um, I had a great counselor. I had some great teachers too. I don't want to completely bash on that or hate like on my high school. I had some great teachers and and counselors and it's just the way I saw it is people don't know any better. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't agree with, with me. And it goes back to like, don't take advice from people you wouldn't trade lives with. My business teacher had never ran a business. So I had no idea how I was supposed to take business advice from her. And (laughs) that that's just something that didn't make sense to me. So, um, I remember dropping out of all that stuff. And I remember thinking, the first thing I have to do is get the highest paying job I could get. Cause I didn't, I didn't have any money at the time. Like Mm. I think I was doing my merch. I was doing my business. Like I think the most money I ever made was maybe like $800 or a thousand dollars in a week. And I think that's great in high school, but it never made me more money. I I just kind of spent it through like website stuff and like buying domains and just learning things like that. Mm It's, I never really saved up, which I think is a mistake. I think I wish I would have saved back then from the money that I made, but Um, my next thing on my list was to get the highest paying job I could get. So I remember going on Google and researching highest paying jobs you could get without a um, college degree. I even searched up highest paying jobs you could get without a high school diploma. Mm
2: -hmm. Cause
1: I remember thinking like, man, I could just drop out right now and start. Like (laughs) I just, at that point, there was just so much, like there was so much frustration in me that I had every single high school credit, I needed to graduate, except for one. And my mom wouldn't let me graduate early. And it's good. Looking back at it, it's good because I got to spend more time with my family, which Mm -hmm. I really like admire now, just because I'm so short on time. All the time I'm I'm really busy. So I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm glad she didn't let me do that looking back at it just because I got to grow up a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. But um I was ready, man. I was I was I was ready to get out into the world and I knew that I needed to make money. So I searched up high paying jobs without a high school diploma. I realized I, w- I was going to graduate high school. So I searched up high school, highest paying jobs without a high school without a college degree. And one of the jobs I saw in there caught my eye because it was uh refinery and oil field jobs. And I had an uncle who did that. Mm-hmm. So my next step was to go ahead and get into this industry. Like, regardless of what I was going to do, I was just trying to get the highest paying job anyways to to get the most money out of my time and i was i was able to do that i think like within one week after graduating high school i ended up driving out to the middle of nowhere in texas to start my oil field job
0: dude i remember one of the last months in high school we hung out and you were there and you were telling us yeah i'm gonna go to the oil fields and i was like whoa (laughs) like uh, i was like why the oil fields that's that's wild." and then you end up going on this journey you go you come back and and then you end up in salt lake city how did you make your way to salt lake city
1: come so on. i thought i was going to be like i was going to be in the old job my parents weren't too happy they've they've always been supportive though and they weren't too happy about me going to college though and there was like a lot of family like problems at at, at home at the time so i i didn't really want to be there and i remember leaving. And it's kind of like that moment where I'm like, Hey guys, I'm back, but I'll be back to visit. Like, I felt like I was going to be gone for such a long time. And I think the job only lasted like two months. Mm. And I remember after two months, um, they told me they're like, Hey, the job here is over. Like, here's your paycheck, go home. And I remember thinking like, man, like I did just not like spend the last year trying to leave for me to leave for two months and then go live back at home. And I remember calling my uncle and telling him like, Hey man, I can't go home. Like I'm here to work. Like I'm ready to work. I'm not, I didn't come work for two months and then for me to go back home and not do anything. And he brought, uh, he, he brought up an opportunity in, in Utah where there was a refinery out here that needed people and he could get me in. And I told him I was up for it. I, I told him I was up for it. He said he wasn't going to be there. He said, I would just have to go th- out there on my own, but that they'd be waiting for me. So I remember saying, let's do this. Like I'm excited. I've, I've never heard of Salt Lake city. I've never really thought about going to Utah, but I'm I'm down to go wherever I have to go. Mm. And I was going to have a month break at the time before I started the job. So I traveled a bit. I remember traveling to California because I thought it's where I wanted to live. And after being there for a few weeks, I remember not wanting to be there and I went to Vegas. I went to a few places to kind of just travel and see before I started my new job. But uh, my new job is what took me to Utah. And I remember coming out here to Utah and starting my new job and not knowing anyone and not knowing where I was going to live or stay. But I've just, I don't know, I was just had so much excitement in me that I didn't even stop to think of those things. Like, you know, it was obviously, it's obviously like, I don't regret not thinking about those things. I mean, there, I did have a lot, like a hard time with a lot of things just because it's things you don't think of when you're younger. But I think me not thinking about everything didn't, it's what not stopped me to come out here. Like if, if you think about going out of town to Utah, to a new job, a lot of people think like, Whoa, I don't know anyone. Whoa. I don't have any friends. I don't have a place to live. I don't have any money. I don't have this, I don't have that. And I think just since I didn't even think about any of that, I just kind of made myself like out here and, and was ready to start. Like I didn't
0: you just went to think about anything.
1: I didn't yeah. think about, yeah, I just came to figure it out. It's what I was going to do. So that was kind of my transition and I, I got into a refinery and I was getting paid really good, which was, I was excited about.
0: And then, then how did you end up starting Max cinema? Or how did you get, no, that the, my question is, how did you get your first paid gigs? Cause I know you started off with uh, just a camera and yourself.
1: So I remember saving up, I think it was around like, I don't even know anymore, but I remember it was around like maybe twenty twenty five thousand $25,000. And I, I thought it was so much money and it was just from this oil field job. I was working every single day. I was working wow. 12 hours a day. And, um, I did it for like around six months. And I remember I stopped at my job. I wasn't ready to stop honestly, but I, I needed to go back home to visit my family. And I, I wanted to do several things and, and try, try starting my own business. And it's just, my gut told me like, Hey, like this is the time, like it's time to transition. I was, I was, I knew that I was going to have to adapt to my mm. situations. And I felt like I was ready to leave. I was getting paid really good. Um, and i don't know i was ready to make that jump i'm like i always saw myself making more money and i remember quitting and i quit in good terms and they always to this day i still get calls sometimes from friends and they tell me if i want a job that they have an opening in in a different state and it's funny i i I don't think i'll ever go back. hopefully i never have to go back but you know that i feel like i always left that open for me but Um, I remember going home and, and helping my family out with a little bit of money and I was getting ready to transition to like get my own business. And I had these like 20, 30 K at the time. And I think like spent 10 K of them at home, spent the other 10 K buying camera equipment and like slowly, like money just gets eaten up as, as you're living, you know, I was like paying for my living expenses and I remember being home and running out of money. And within like a month, just because I I helped my family out and I bought an expensive camera, which I thought I needed. And I bought expensive lenses and like camera equipment is so expensive. And I didn't know how expensive all this stuff was. And I was excited though. like I bought my first uh, video equipment, like production equipment, and I bought a laptop and I bought a lot of things that, that I needed for my business but I remember being home and running out of money and I had my camera now and I had my computer, but I had no money. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I felt so desperate at that time in my life. Cause I was living back at home. I had no money. I had just finished working for six months. I hadn't learned anything new except mm. like working at a refinery and I was back home and I'm like, how did I end up back home with no money? When after all this hard work that i did yeah. and from one day to another i remember telling my mom hey i got my job back and they were like what do you mean i'm like yeah i have to be here tomorrow and it was a lie it was a lie i just wow i was just felt so desperate at the time and i remember feeling a little bit depressed and thinking i have to get out of here like i'm I'm back at square one and i have to go and i really liked uh, utah I, I fell in love with utah out of all mm-hmm. the places i had ever been to and I said, I have to go do something. Like I can't just sit here or wait for anything. And I felt fear in me. I, I really did felt feel fear. I, I, I've I never, I didn't want to be average. I think average is what always scared me. And I think looking back at it, I've heard it before, but um, desperation is a stronger, it's way stronger than motivation. And mm. uh, they say that motivation pulls you, but pushes you, but desperation pulls you. And I felt like pulled by desperation where I'm like, man, I just have to do something. And uh, I remember just driving to Salt Lake city with my camera and I just, I had no plan at all, which wasn't the smartest thing to do, to be honest. But, um, it was, it was a good decision I make, I made it back then, but yeah, man, I just drove out to Salt Lake city with no plan, no money. I probably had like $500 in my bank account left. Wow. And I just drove out to Salt Lake city and I had a camera and I just had the idea that I could start a production company out of nothing
0: dude wow i'm gonna stop asking you questions about your story because i think we could keep going (laughs) but like because i i love it i love it but i i want to dig into some of the stuff that you were uh right some of your like how you do stuff um i did ask uh, questions um from people that knew you uh people close to you and some friends back home who respect you. And one of them wanted to ask, which I think is very, goes with everything you've said, is how did you get over the fear of starting? Which you you seem to be like a master of just going. And so this this guy says, it's it's scary to leave everything that is secure for something that is risky, like starting your own business. So they want to know if, do you have any like things you tell yourself, quotes that you look to? like uh or is it just the getting to a point where it's like desperation
1: um that's a great question i i think my my fear of of being average is just so much greater than the fear of anything else like i never wanted to stay in my hometown and i i really didn't want to have a normal like i didn't want to go to college and i didn't want to have a regular job and And I didn't want to make less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, 150. To be honest, I don't want to make less than like $500,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And the fear of living a normal life was way greater than leaving everything behind. I would have rather left everything behind than stay there. And it's like almost the fear of, of, of staying where you are is way greater than, than the fear of, Going out and chasing your dreams, like man, regret is is way scarier than anything else for me. And mm. I just I didn't fear leaving anything behind. I just I, I feared staying in the same spot is is what I feared most. I I feared being like the people around me. And it's just it's just what do you want more? Like do you the fear of starting something new and taking a chance on life? Like man, the fear of not doing it is greater than doing it like not to do is is worse than to do and fail
0: because you already know like it's already you already know the end result of not doing it right
1: right That's... like i've failed so many times even if i fail like man the fear of like if you're not happy with your life and you don't want something like just let that dig in and, like look at people you don't want to be like and and say like man if i ever get into that lifestyle like I'm i'm not going to be happy and It was just the fear, man, the fear of, of not being who I really wanted to be was so much greater than anything else.
0: I think that's super powerful. Another question I have, because you speak a lot about learning and your whole thing was learning new things. You're like self-taught in everything. A lot of the things you do, um, when you begin to learn a new skill now that you've experienced so much, you've experimented so much, what is your first step in like learning a new skill?
1: I think it's just doing um, I wouldn't say this works for everybody, but, uh, you mentioned, I, I started two production companies. Um, they're both gone now. Um, I don't, I don't run any productions for the public anymore. I'm just, we, I have a production team and, and I work with my girlfriend, but everything's private we, we have contracts with certain companies and I'm not open to the public anymore. Cause I realized that wasn't the route I wanted to take. I mm-hmm. just wanted to address that, but why I brought that up is because that's that was my way of learning. So I started my first production company at age um 18. Was I 18, 19, 18, 19? Mm-hmm. And four years l- later, which was I think last year, yeah, which was last year, 1922, 122, um, I shut it down. And I I took that as my college ex- I took that as like my college experience, like people go to college for four years. My friends started college when they were 18. I started this company when I was 18 and they finished college last year. And I kind of closed my company down last year because it's not, it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go. It's it's not what I thought it would be. And I realized that I I wanted to do something else still in the industry. I'm still in the Mm -hmm. digital media industry. It's what I do full time and I do it for my, for myself. But I think the best way to learn something is to just do it. So my first company was my biggest lesson ever. Like you you learn things that you can't learn from a book or from a mentor. I I have a mentor and I and I read books here and there and mm-hmm. I learn from other people, but there's things that only experiences can teach you. And I think that the best way to learn something is to do it. Like um I I I'm thinking of something that I want to do now. And I think the best way to do it would be to just do it. It's the way I've always done everything. Like I wanted to learn about the production business. I just started the business from one to another. And I don't think that's for everybody, but I had to learn how to make an LLC. I had to learn how to open a business bank account. I had to learn how to hire people, how to work with other people, how to pick my rates, how to shoot, film, edit. That by the time I I finished running a, a production company for four years, I had learned everything it takes to run a business I I learned what to do and I learned what not to do and there's no book there's no school there's no university there's no mentor that could have taught me all these things because these are just things of life that you have to learn and I think that the best way to learn something is to just do it like Mm. man I'm, I'm surrounded by great people and I've realized that a lot of them think the same way I have a I have a friend who's building a, a a drone and, and he never, he's never built a drone before in his life. And I'm like, how are you learning how to do this? And he's like, I'm just doing it. Like, man, we have access to the internet. And I'm the same way. When I started getting a lot of gigs for video, I would take gigs for stuff I didn't know how to do. They'd call me and they'd tell me, Hey, do you know how to do this? I'd be like, hell yeah, I know how to do this. And I had <laughs> no idea how to do it, but I knew that if I could figure it out, I was going to get paid to do it. And the way that I saw it is I was getting paid to learn like, man, if someone was really going to give me $500 to edit a video, I didn't know how to edit. If I could figure out how to make that edit happen within the next week, I was going to get paid for learning it. And it's, it's what I've always told people, like, just go out and do stuff and, and start getting, start accepting paychecks for stuff you don't know how to do. And I mean, don't, don't do bad things now. Like don't go out there and, and start lying and things. And, Yeah. And, and and like, don't do things, but start doing things like, man, you want to learn how to cook something, go cook it. You might burn it, but what are you going to lose? Like $4, $5. It's going to cost you more to pay someone to teach you how to do it. than if you go do it, which I I think it's the best advice when you're starting off, it's always good to learn from other people's mistakes, but sometimes you just have to learn from your own mistakes. And it's just, it's just, what's going to teach you is your own mistakes. Wow. and i think it's it's the best way to learn something and it's how i've learned 99% of the things i've done
0: wow man that's uh that's wild i wanted to ask you do you you uh you seem like a they told me somebody close to you told me that you're like a very silent worker you don't talk to uh, you don't tell a lot of people what you're doing do you find power in not telling people uh about your projects i think it's a very powerful thing and and i think perhaps more people could benefit from doing it but what do you why do you do that? Or do you do that?
1: Um, I'm introverted, which Mm -hmm. shocks some people that don't know me. I think if you know me, you know that I'm an introvert. Um, I don't like talking to people to be honest. Like this conversation is awesome. I can speak about this all all day, but I'm not a, like a, I'm not a, a talker. Like I don't, I don't really talk about things where like you know, and I I think my, my sister is the same way. And my dad is the same way introverts. My mom's an extrovert. My girlfriend's definitely an extrovert. She Mm -hmm. talks about everything, but I'm just an introvert and I don't, I don't like talking. And the other thing is that I don't think anyone cares to be honest. Like
2: Mm.
1: how many people actually care about what I'm doing? I'm sure now, like maybe more people care, but When I was in high school and middle school, I I realized that a lot of people just kind of made fun of you for the things you did. And I was like, no one needs to know what I'm doing. Like, they'll know about what I'm doing because they're going to see it, you know, Mm. but no one needs to know what I'm working on. Not because it's exclusive or it's a secret or I don't think anyone's going to steal my ideas. And if they do, it's going to take so much work to make it happen that it's like, go ahead and try. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that I... I get zoned out and I I love what I'm doing. And I I just kind of like get wired in and I, I don't put it out there just, just because I, I like focusing and I like being in my mind and, and I like being zoned out, but I've never been one to tell people what I'm doing, which sometimes I think I'm too extreme with it. Like, I have been called out a lot because like we'll be working on something and I've done it before where like, I'll leave the country from one day to another and I'll let people know that same morning where I'm like, Hey, I need you to drop me off at the airport. I'm leaving the country for the next three weeks. And they're like, what do you mean you're leaving the country? And I just, I feel like I was out doing my own stuff. And I feel like I didn't, I've been working on that where like, now I got to tell the people I like, like my girlfriend or my dad or my sister, like, it's important for them to know what I'm doing. Just so like, they know, you know, like they care, Yeah. but I'm just not used to telling people what I'm doing. I'm not trying to impress anybody. And even if I were, I don't think the stuff I'm doing is impressive just because I'm trying to be at such a higher level that people will find out what I'm doing because I'm, I'm marketing where if it's succeeding, like people will find out what I'm doing if I'm succeeding at it. But I just don't let, I don't think people care to be honest. Like a lot of people just really don't care what you're doing. And I'm not trying to impress anybody with the things that I'm, I'm doing. And I think it's just all really extreme because I'm, I'm an introvert and I don't really tell people what I'm doing. And I think that just goes with everything. Like my business plans, my business ideas, like if you ask me, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to go out there and just start telling them. I just, I don't think people really care, Mm. you know? And if they do, they can ask me like, like you, yeah. like we're having this podcast, so I'm sharing all this. But and I love sharing this stuff because it's it gets me thinking. Like as I'm talking about it, you know, like I didn't prepare for this, I didn't think about what I was going to say. But as I'm saying it, it's coming out, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm kind of yeah. getting to know myself
0: better. Um, do you, I know that was an awesome answer? But I know we're about an hour in. Do you uh, have to go, or do you have a little bit more time? I have a couple of questions. I'm good. Going?
1: You could we could finish we could finish up with the questions. Um, Ooh. we're good. I'm enjoying this.
0: Cool. You mentioned you're an you you get a little extreme sometimes. And I talked to somebody um who was very close to you who said he's an extremist in everything he does and like literally everything and sometimes it works in his favor and sometimes it backfires. Um how do you manage the strength of going all in on something so that you limit the negative effects it has on on other parts of your life?
1: You stop spying on me. First of all, I don't know who you're talking to. or Who's giving you this information? <laughs> um, I, I think it's just when I would do something, I'm going to go all in. And sometimes it does backfire, um, which is the worst feeling in the world. And mm-hmm. I just laugh at myself. But I think that <laughs> if if you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Like, man, I, I've, I've had opportunities where I've made a lot of money because I went all in and it worked. And I've had a chances where i go all in and i lose i'm like holy crap like i think regardless of what you're gonna do go all in like be smart with it but when you're starting off just go all in that stuff like why are you not gonna go all in it's kind of like you're playing not to win like Mm. why would you go play basketball to say like okay i'm gonna play but i'm not gonna get as tired so i'm gonna take (laughs) it easy it's like why are you playing then like play (laughs) to win and but like don't take that advice to gambling. Cause I, I take, I take, I live with that and I, I do that with business and it's worked in my favor because mm. uh, I'm, I'm on the positive side. It's worked in my favor. And the losses, the positives have balanced out the negatives, but, uh, I've tried taking that. Uh, uh-huh. I like saying that it's funny because I always get mocked for it, but I like saying scared money, don't make money. And <laughs> I've, I've taken that advice with me when it comes to gambling and, uh, I I'm so happy I live in Utah. I, I feel like I was meant to be here. There's no there's no gambling here. But I've been in Vegas and and like that voice kicks in in my head where I'm like, scared money don't make money. Like oh my god, you're, either, <laughs> you're gonna go all in or you're not gonna go all in. Like the thing is that I'm not gonna be happy with a small win. Like mm. if I if I throw ten thousand dollars into a business and it doubles and it makes me twenty thousand dollars, I'm not gonna be happy. I'm I'm not gonna be happy. I'm gonna be thinking like man, I should have put every single penny I've had and maybe I could have made a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I could have made 200. Like, I just know that like small wins aren't going to make me as happy. So I want to go all in. Of course now, like I measure it more, but at the beginning I was all in with everything and it's, it's Mm -hmm. how I learned the things I did, but I am an extremist with the things that I do. I think I've, I've, there's, there's times to be an extremist extremist and there's times not to be an extremist and with your business if you truly do believe in it then i think you need to be an extreme master you don't really want it like man i live breathe and and like i don't know what the other one is sleep what i do like yeah, there you go. i don't i i do i do i do what i do 24 7 and i don't stop talking about it it's it's all i do all the friends that i have i work with and i i i work with my family members sometimes i'll, I'll offer them like a one-time job or sometimes when i need help with something and I, I talk about work 24 seven, even if it, and like the people I live with, it's just like, mm. man, what else do I talk about? Like, it's, it's what I'm in love with. And it's like, if you, if you truly do believe in this podcast, why wouldn't you go all in? Like go all in like, man, I've spent every single dollar I've had. And I've, I've used credit cards to go all in on my ideas. And when it doesn't work out, I, I learn a lesson and I bounce back from them and it's, it's a horrible feeling, but when you go all in and you win, man, you win big and I've, I've, I've won big enough times to to realize like holy crap like like man I'm gonna regret not going all in like I've had business opportunities where I go semi in and it turns out I win and I'm like man if I would have gone all in I would have been like super super rich but it's like why did I hold back but there's times to to be an extremist and there's times not to be an extremist I think I'm an extremist with most of the things I do because I I believe in myself more than anybody believes in me and. Um, I think that's why, but if I could give a piece of advice is apply that advice to yourself and not to gambling or like dumb things, like, uh, impulsive decisions in the stock market. Cause man, I've lost their big time.
0: Dude. I, I mean, there's so many questions I could keep asking you, but I think that was a really powerful, uh, one to end on right there. I think it was dope. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on, dude, for doing an hour with me. Like I said, I, I learned so much this hour. I'm like, wow. Like I'm kind of rethinking my life over here. And, um, like I said, (laughs) I really respect everything that you do, bro. And the force that you are in this world. And I'm glad that, uh, that we still talk. I really am. Um, so thank you for coming on. If people, if people want to reach you, uh, I don't know, or if they want to find your stuff, your, your, what do you want to put out there? If so
1: if people want to find me or support me go buy candy um <laughs> what I do now is uh we are a media company and we do media more than anything um we just do private stuff now but um I have an e-commerce store online that you could find and it's been my biggest win yet it's uh for youfeed.com uh, you guys can check it out it's just unique candies unique videos it's a whole different persona than you're listening to here but um you can find me there. You can find me at, I've changed my Instagram name so many times, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, you could probably Zeus like Macias the Macias description. underscore. I think it's Zeus Macias underscore. I haven't been <laughs> on it in a while, but uh, you guys can find me on social media there. And um, my website is for Um, It's been what's taking up my time right now. And we're actually moving into a new spot right now. Uh, new location, new warehouse, which is really exciting. And I think it's it was perfect for me to take a break and do this podcast. But yeah, if people are wondering what I'm doing now, I'm still doing media. Um, I, I I do production, I do videos, uh, photography, websites. I don't do it for the public. If anyone reaches out, I, I don't um, mm-hmm. offer my services to anyone. But yeah, I, I focus on online e-commerce store that I run with my girlfriend. And other few e-commerce stores that that i manage online here and there and i plan on growing through that but um just remember scared money don't make money
0: <laughs> i love it dude. i love it thanks so much dude hey there if you enjoyed this episode well green light. New episodes of The Dose of Caesar come out every week, so make sure to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts. If you feel that more people should listen to this podcast and share this episode with your tribe. If you want to connect with me, or if you just want some extra doses of Caesar, of Caesar, of Caesarine bingui, then you can sign up for my free weekly email newsletter called The Caesar Encyclopedia, where I share what I learn every week. Or... You can reach out to me on Instagram at the dose of Caesar. We'll see you next time.